Welcome to the Overreact Podcast. In a society that puts women in a box. Let's overreact. It's your host, Monica Mohoya. It's your girl, Angela Wamboy. And it's your girl, Lash Angela. Welcome back, Overreactors. And if you're here for the first time, suss up the vibe and enjoy the Queen Hustlers edition. We'd love you to help us reach our goal of 1 million plays. Hit the subscribe button and tell a friend, i.e. that um, Sister Speaks Global podcast pages on Apple, Spotify, Google and Anchor, as well as the Capital FM Kenya page on SoundCloud. That's right. And this time we are twisting things around and we're going to be talking about women's health. It's the, uh, you know, Women's uh, History Month. And what better way other than talking about our own health? Uh, because globally, uh, it's a major issue as we enter into the conversation of universal global health. Uh, we've been neglected and overlooked by so many structures, system, governments, and even international organizations. And despite the fact that we make up half of, half of the population, the health of women has not given the same attention and resources at that of men. Ultimately, uh, it's also very important to invest in our wellness and it's key in unlocking the, our potential globally and ensuring that we have the access, choice uh, to care and services and we have the right person to talk about all that and yeah, take it away Angie. Well, um, as we all know, women's health is a very, very complex issue as we need comprehensive medical care, preventative and primary care, reproductive health services, also, we need things that are culturally appropriate for our health education and services that address our unique needs. So in order to effectively address women's health needs, local interventions are needed that are tailor-made to our specific needs. This could include programs, <coughs> products, services designed for and informed by our lived experiences. And in studio, of course, we have the right person to help us unpack this through her wellness journey in business called Wellness Together. All right, so ladies, let's help welcome our guest, Doreen, to the studio. Welcome, Doreen, all the way from Uganda. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Most welcome. Yeah. Wow. So just tell us a, a fun fact about yourself um, and a little bit about yourself, who you are. Introduce yourself to our overreactors. Ah, okay. Hello, overreactors. Um, even right now, I'm overreacting. <laughs> <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> My name is Doreen Niramugisha. Um, I'm a wellness coach uh, based in Kenya with specialty in hormonal health, in sexual health and emotional wellness. I help support women um, walk a journey of um, self-acceptance and um, body embodiment and uh, learning more about their body wisdom and embracing who they are and being their own doctors, first of all, before they can go out there to seek for information. So a fun fact about me, I really love healthy femininity. I love yes. that. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I look very strong on the outside, but I love walking around women and I see them embody healthy femininity. Like, she's not struggling. She's not aggressive. She's not manipulating. She's assertive. She's receptive. She's vulnerable and yet very intuitive. So I love um, embodying healthy femininity and being around women who are embodying healthy femininity. Femininity check. I love it. <laughs> I'm all soft. <laughs> I love soft. Yes. I love the flow yes. and being in tune with who I am. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You come from a community that, that does embrace, I think, like the areas around uh, sexual health, areas about, you know, owning your, your feminine side. 
Um, and so you moved, I believe, seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about like the culture you've come from and then coming into a culture that's, even though we're South Africans, we're slightly, Kenyans are slightly different. Yeah. Take us through that journey of yeah. what, you know, how it is in Uganda when it comes yeah. to the area of wellness and femininity and how it has been, especially when you first moved. Nice. Um, I actually realized that it's very important to talk about sexual wellness or to embody, rather to understand sexual wellness when I moved here. When I got to realize the very simple things, people don't know them. Like uh, when people get a flu or when they get an infection, they want to run to a pharmacy. For me, it was a culture shock. You know, because I have been trained to know um, how to take care of small things. Like if you get a, um, um, a UTI, there's a hub to it, not a pill to it. Mm. And it, it was shocking. Also, um, when women, um, I found that women are scared of talking about their sexuality. So they confuse sexiness with sexuality. And we are comfortable talking about our bodies. Um, we are safe within our bodies. And people here are not safe within their bodies. Like, they are far removed from their bodies, you know. And they only think of them in terms of sexiness, not in terms of sexuality. So I, I sort of, like, got this very deep desire to be able to empower um, the women around me with the little that I had been empowered with, which then seemingly wasn't very little, that would allow them to be vulnerable, to be receptive, to uh, to be feminine, um, to be able to be intuitive, to be able to gather up things that they need within their homes, their kitchen, to take them back to the kitchen and loving it. You know, I'm not saying that you need to stay in the kitchen, but knowing what you need to impart there and then going out there and embodying both masculinity and femininity. So I found that the girl here has been taught that your worth is in looking masculine. Wow. I like that. I mean, someone asked me the other day, um, what's the difference between um, like a, a woman, a leader in Kenya and a woman leader in UK? Like what, what would I say is the defining factor? And I think it aligns with what I'm about to say is that I do find that in this society, you are uh, taught to be timid. You are not, there's no openness in the culture from school from mm. at home mm. in in a room where there's men you're t told you have to be quiet let the men talk and in the reverse mm. in uk you're allowed to speak your mind yeah. where and it will be embraced whether it's not something that they like yeah. and I, I do get what you're saying mm. and so how was it then the uptake of um coming to a society that's shy yeah. and you want them to embrace their femininity you are talking about sex yeah. and teaching people about how to be intimate yeah. how to even you know love their body own their body yeah. yet they want to do it but yeah. they don't want to be known to do it so yeah. how how do you do a business that yeah. you want to earn money yeah. um and you can't be shy about it yeah. so how did you try to penetrate <coughs> the system yeah. And I think uh, as you touched that, I'm yeah. sorry, I just thought about like there's someone who is listening yeah. who doesn't know or understand the difference between being sexy and sexuality. Yeah. Perhaps you can just unpack that yeah. in layman's language just to, you know, set tone yeah. to the whole conversation. Okay, yeah. good. Um, well, that's very nice. So being sexy is just thinking bubble baths, going on holiday, um, looking nice, candles, good perfume, um, you know, the external embodiment of it. There's nothing wrong with that. 
um, sexuality is fully understanding your spiritual values, your emotional values, your um, your womb values, your your reproductive values as a person. It's understanding um, your dependence to money or a lack of. It's everything. Um, sexuality is the understanding that all the parts of me need to balance for me to be full in myself and then deliver a full package as opposed to looking out for external factors that are constantly trying to prove to perfect to show that I am good yet on the inside I'm broken so sexy is proving sexuality is wholeness it's fullness it's owning you from the inside yeah, but working on everything. So that takes me now to your question. So I get here and I'm thinking, um, well, there were questions. I went to the gym um, and then there were questions of, so um, how do you guys do this and that? How do you do that? And I'm thinking, how do you not know how to do that? So for me to be able to help the women, I got to first of all understand them. They're shy. So you can't beat that. You can't just force them to be unshy, you know. So I understood that the Kenyan girl will not come to a studio I place somewhere. She won't come to my office if I tell her we're going to talk about sexuality. And so I brought them to my home. I wanted them to feel safe. I wanted them to remove their shoes, to remove the imperfections, to remove the shame, to remove the guilt, to walk in, sit, feel comfortable, and then we could talk about this. Because it was the softest yet strongest and important aspect that's making them hurt. And then whenever I talk to them on the outside, they are interested in stories of how do you make a man happy? And I didn't like that. Mm. I wanted them to come to a place where I want to teach you how to make you happy, how to feel pleasure, how to understand that what you feel is what you can give. And unless you can feel it, you can't give it because you won't know the magnitude of what you're giving, how to be intimate with yourself, how to live a life of intimacy throughout, not just when it comes to sex, in your business, in the way you talk, in the way you breathe, in the way you choose the things you choose, if you can take pleasure in every area of your life, you won't have to think of it in time and place. It will be with you everywhere you go. So I needed to bring that girl in, and now I teach her how to love her womb. Because here you find that the woman only thinks of her womb when she's thinking of reproduction mm -hmm. and sex. But your womb is talking to you even right now. It is the place of pleasure, vulnerability, creativity. When you're thinking of business ideas, your womb space. When you're thinking of pleasure, you know, being able to connect to people, your womb space. So if your womb space is congested, you're going to be stuffed, congested, and aggressive. So your femininity is going to be toxic. Instead of being assertive, you're going to be manipulative, right? So I needed to bring her in so I can teach her how to nurture her womb and what her womb space is for the divinity in that space and also to teach her to empower her so that whenever there's those words that I talk to her about her being unworthy, she gets to remember we have a place of creation. Your worth is here. Yeah. Ladies, I don't know about you, but already the energy in this room is different. Very shifted. Just listening to you speak, <laughs> our ovaries are reacting. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you are an African woman, grew up here, born, bred here. Where did you find your inner feminine power? Where did it come from? Where did you draw all this inspiration from? Um, when I when I went into my puberty, my sister walked me into we were 
person, I, I can't say she took me to the bush. Although in Uganda we say it's going to the bush, like taking you to nature. So you're taught the herbs that are going to relate with your femininity. But I remember uh, when I started my menses, my mother sent me to my sister who had knowledge that had been passed on to her by our singer. And so she... What is a singer? A singer is a paternal, is a paternal <laughs> auntie in our society is given the ro role of grooming femininity in a woman. Uh, she's given the role of looking out for the girl child and ensuring that she learns what womanhood means. So there's lessons that are passed down from that person. But if she's not available and she's not around, whoever was given that information passes it down to the woman below her. So I remember her walking me down the road and then she's pointing hub to hub, uh, teaching me that and that. But one thing struck. She told me, and she told me that, now this place, because she held my womb and showed me what the womb space is. And then she told me, you're going to get a mirror, go and see your vagina, and you're going to understand every part of that. Because in class, we're taught the nose, the eyes, everything else. Mm -hmm. But there's a part of but our body that doesn't include we don't know. And how do I wash that part? How do, why, why am I washing this part and that part? But she told me that you're going to get that mirror, and I'm going to teach you about the parts of that organ and how to take care of them. But the one thing that she said is that now that place is a divine place. You create from there with God. So you're going to nurture it and take care of it and choose who and what goes in that place. That has never left me. It was the power that she gave me. Nobody ever gets to, to step down on me. I have a divine place on me. I'm a creator, you know. And so for me, femininity goes down to understanding that intuitively I'm a creator. That everything I put my hands to, I create, not just children, but ideas, businesses, and everything else. I have a divine creation space. And so being an African woman, I always get to remember that even my intuition will guide me to which hub will heal me, to which food will heal me, to which spaces are safe for me, because I can listen to the wisdom of that place. Yeah. You talked about, you know, the warm energy and being in, attuned to who you are. Yeah. And I'm just holding myself over here. I'm like, oh, you're preaching. You're preaching. <laughs> um, of course, you guys, um, you know, comparing Uganda and Kenya, you yeah. have been taught from when, you know, from the onset of your puberty. Yeah. But here you're told, <laughs> here is a pad, figure it out, mm -hmm. or we shy away yet to be uh, maybe sexually active. We are doing uh Things on the down low where, like, you know, we don't allow our, our parents to know about this. Mm -hmm. So, and in, in this, you know, doing things um, around being rebellious, mm -hmm. uh, we don't get the space to, um, you know, say things that might be going wrong. Uh, say, for example, when you start your menstruation and then you go for two years without menstruation, you don't have anyone or a voice, uh, you know, to let out to. Or maybe something happened with your, you know, your flora and you have an infection you just stay on you know as if it's a secret until it becomes a big problem mm. and i was re uh, listening to this guy he's called huberman huberman dr huberman he has a pod sorry podcast that talks about you know hormones fertility vitality mm. uh very important for us african women because there's been a rise of so many hormonal related illnesses mm. these pcos flying it's like you breathe yeah 
and you have PCOS, yeah. you have endometriosis, you mm. have all these womb and fertility related illnesses. Maybe paint a picture for us in Uganda mm. yeah. and Kenya and mm. what has changed maybe from the days of Senga and yeah. what we are doing wrong and mm. what we need to do for, you know, for the future daughters not to yeah. go through what we are going through. It's a very good one. question. Thank you so much for bringing <laughs> it out the way you brought it out. Again, uh, having dealt with so many women and knowing that there's uh, more of um, hormonal-related issues here than are there in Uganda, it all comes down to disconnection. When the woman from the onset of puberty is not taught how to connect with her hormones, with her reproductive story, then there's a disconnection. Now she will take in any external stuff. You know, when she's not taught or told that I'm safe for you to talk to about your reproduction, then she has no safety to go to, right? So for me, it starts from disconnection. If you're not ushered into puberty, healthy, properly. If stories around sexuality are not allowed to come through, uh, because there's a fear of over-sexualizing topics. There's a fear of um, cre uh, creating a sexual behavior um, among um, children who are not ready to understand what this is. But honestly, if you pick the right people, sexuality or sexual wellness is very different from um, being a sexual, talking about sex as it is. I mean, I talk to twins, and we don't get to discuss what, you know, a sex and all that, but they get to understand their bodies, what can happen to them, which hormones are growing, how they're going to feel, you know, emotional relatability and all that. So I believe for me, first of all, it was the disconnection that made the girl go to pills too fast. Because PCOS, endometriosis, fibroids, they all come from the disconnect from your cycle. When you do not know how to nurture your cycle, when you don't understand what ovulation should mean for you, when you don't understand what you should do when you're bleeding. You know, I see women over-exercising and messing up their cycle. So I'm just seeing a disconnect from the body of understanding <coughs> that you have fluctuating hormones, that you're cyclic, you're not linear. So the Pacheco society that is hugely big here has made the woman believe that, or rather disconnect from the fluctuations within her. So women feel they're linear, they're not cyclic. You know, when you tell a woman, reconnect your cycle, she's thinking, I'm not looking for children, you know. But it's not only women who are looking for children that need to cater to their cycle because, you know, as long as hormones are fluctuating, one way or another you're going to get fight, you find yourself in the chaos of the imbalances. So I say let's go back to the stories that make us women, the understanding of I have a cycle and I will guard it, nurture it for until I'm postmenopausal. And then even when I'm postmenopausal, still I cycle with the moon. So there's energies within me that still create tension on the inside, you know. So being Ugandan and having taught how to nurture my womb, I found that it, it was easy for me to decode my period. When it's errant, when there's lots of clots, when it's missing, I ask myself, so did I eat well? Even just that question is enough. So what's eating well? Well should mean I'm eating foods that balance my hormones. I'm taking a hub to whatever issue I have. Did I suffer lots of infections? Did I take lots of antibiotics? Did I drink some tea to help me? Because what's in my kitchen that supports my cycle? You know, so I learned to decode my cycle in a way that it can inform me. It can inform me when I'm not expressing my emotions, 
when I'm holding on to lots of emotions, when I'm holding in numbing emotions, when I am running on fight mode, when I'm in adrenaline drive and causing a cortisol steal within my ovaries, causing um, um, adrenal issues which are leading to PCOS. Because if we look at the four major causes of PCOS, inflammation, then people are not minding the food. Um, Adrenal steals, too much cortisol, people are not minding their emotions. They're numbing them. If we just look at those two, then we have healing, right? Then post peel PCOS. When did it start? Mostly in your twins, when you have a headache during your menses and you're given a, a pill for that. When you have uh, lots of cramps, you're given a pill to that. But nobody's telling you, maybe if you eat right, maybe if you think right, maybe if you rest right, you won't have that. I mean, it begins from there. Without having knowledge of when should I take a pill, when should I not take a pill. Um, I think it would be nice to then talk about trauma. Yeah. We, um, A lot of us... Um, one of the things, especially when it comes to things around uh, sexual uh, nature, you mm. have people who have had abuse of all kinds. Yeah. Um, and trauma doesn't necessarily always have to be sexually related. It yeah. can be trauma from death. Yeah. Um, and so when you talk about the womb and how it's a form of creation mm. and how that trauma can r- really lead to people. I, I'll give an example. I have a relative, um, my uh, her dad, my uncle, uh, passed on, but before my uncle passed on, my niece uh, uh, passed on. So that's her sister's daughter. And um, she missed her periods and they checked she wasn't pregnant. It turns out that she was, but she found out when she's about to give birth, she went to the hospital thinking that, um, that you know, it's maybe her appendix is <coughs> burst or something is wrong and she had had a stealth pregnancy. So I do think that obviously at some point um, trauma had played a part where her body wasn't working in the manner that that it needed to. So I think let's speak to those people who are dealing with trauma and bringing back to the fact that you do have like you practice holistic wellness in uh, what you do. What are some of the things that can help individuals um, to cope um, and not run to uh, medicine or antidepressants and all that. Thank you. That's a very good one. And also trauma is very wide because also trauma can come from subtle things in how uh, we were raised. Uh, We may have felt traumatized by how we were not attuned to emotionally. So most of us are walking around with trauma from the fact that we didn't get um, emotional nourishment that we needed. So we have adaptability issues that are causing us trauma um, in you know, added to that. Because when we talk about trauma, most people think it has to be sexual abuse or um, being involved in a terrible accident or, um, you know, <clears throat> being chased away from, uh, you know, it, it, it is that. And even as subtle as having grown up and having loving parents who are not attuning to your emotions and then ending up with a lot of perfectionism and all that, um, which causes a lot of adrenaline in the body, which causes a lot of cortisol in the body. So when I bring it to the holistic care to hormones it's not just talking about trauma yes you can go for therapy you can go around people and talk about it you may have forgotten about it but the body keeps the score yes you should read that book i love that (laughs) you may have forgotten about it but the body keeps Keeps the the score score. your nervous system still remembers i love that
you know, so we cannot say, because um, lately people say, no, I don't want to go into the past. I can't deal with that. Yes, your brain chose to forget because you couldn't deal with it then. But your nervous system has been scattering it, so you're projecting it. And you may project it in your fertility. You may be projecting it in your marriage. You may be projecting at your workplace. The nervous system is showing up in unhealthy ways. So if we are to talk about healing from trauma, let's do some shadow work. Let's go back and un remember the story so that we can get them out of the body because they are seated somewhere. Wherever you're feeling sensations, that is trauma and tension sitting and it wants to get out. So you can be able to thrive. So one, let's do shadow work. Let's go deep down and get our hands dirty. Let's rewild, right? It's not easy, but it's important. And then let's get to understand which parts of my body need healing from whatever trauma that I may have suffered. And then once we do that, then we will be able to embody mental, physical, spiritual, and, you know, emotional, the emotional body. Take care of the nervous system. So we use uh, modalities like breath work. But you will not know which breath work to use unless you know what trauma you were dealt. You will not know which breath work to use when you don't know how your nervous system relates. Because right now here, some of us are in fight mode. You're in control protecting. You want to feel safe. Some of us are in flight mode. Probably you're numbing out certain emo um, emotions. Probably you are in freeze mode. Or you're people pleasing. You know, so I'll be not telling. When you do your shadow work, finding out your adaptability, then it makes it easy for you to start healing the emotional body and consequently healing trauma, then healing your fertility issues, hormonal issues, because most of us just want to talk about it, but we don't want to deal with the body. Oh, my God. It's crazy because you just say the body keeps the trauma, and I remember uh, listening to that book, yeah. and he posed this question, who did you feel the most safest when you are a child, that change, like, yeah. 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 I mean, you are one woman that is inspiring so many. Um, you know, to anyone out there that, you know, wants to build a successful business around, mm -hmm. you know, women's health, sex education, pleasuring. Because, um, you know, like you said, we take it back to the basics. Yeah. But the women's health industry is worth billions, yet so many of us, especially African women, are mm -hmm. constantly misdiagnosed. Yeah. Um, and like you've said, is it, just because we've been detached from our bodies and our health as a whole? Or what are what are some other reasons or what advice would you have for those trying to, you know, build a footprint in this industry of wellness and health? Thank you. Um, I think as women who are into women's business, we really need to um, research and understand what the problems are that we're dealing with. Without understanding which problem you're going to address, you're addressing the wrong stuff. So we'll be using products from uh, maybe different countries dealing with the African woman. Where is the African woman coming from? She's coming from a patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. She's coming from a place of having to fight for her rights and freedom. She's trying so hard to balance it, being both um, you know, a good wife and then a worker and all that. So what are the problems she might be enduring? How can we um, create products for this woman that are safe? There's a lot of toxins in our society. Why are we making the African woman um, you know, like swim in all these endocrine disruptors and toxins? But if we understand the problems of the women that we are dealing with right now, trauma, how do we help them heal their bodies from trauma, right? Toxicity. 
How can we create our own products so that we don't have to depend on getting products too far away that are actually lying to us? How can we create safe organic products for reproductive health? You know, there's a lot of endocrine disruption in the cosmetics that we are using, um, in the products that we're using at home. Let's inform, let's create knowledge so that when I understand that you're using a lot of aluminium, you have a lot of parabens in your, in your bathroom, there's pithylates in your bathroom, fragrances in your bathroom. How can I bring knowledge to you and tell you that this product is actually going to keep you healthy as opposed to cheap and quick? You know, Absolutely. so I think we need to be able to take the right information to the African woman, um, make them wake up so that we can start creating our own products that are safe for us. And so if I'm going to stay in the business, it has to be that in as much as we look at it as expensive, I want you to understand that, yes, you were given cheap because you, you, you were deemed to not have time to read. Yeah. Generic. That you don't love information. Yeah. That you actually, your trauma has made you hate information. So while we uncover this, this is actually what you need and you have it here. It has to be taken there so that it's, you know, diluted and brought to you because you, you are looked at as cheap, but you're not cheap. For those oh who are in this space mm. and want to create um, a business, mm. what share with us real quick um, yeah. before we summarize, yeah. what, ha what are the three tips yeah. you would give for somebody who's looking to do a business around holistic wellness, women's mm. health, um, even maybe do the same thing as you're doing, yeah. but are struggling to get the clients yeah. um, to come to, to her, you know? Yeah. Okay, for, for one, it's passion. Um, ensuring you're not copying, that you're passionate about what you're doing and that you're passionate about women's health and women's stories. One, two, integrity. Doing the right thing when no one is watching, you know, uh, creating value, ensuring that you understand your value and that you're not going to be able to be competing, you're going to cooperate with others. So create value around your products and yourself, and then you attract the right people. Yeah. Where can we find you? Do you have any upcoming uh, safe spaces for women who want to learn, want to, you know, step into who they are? Uh, maybe real quick, you can yep. let us know. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Um, so I organize events. Um, um, I have a dinner coming up on the 25th of March. It's going to be at Tradson Blue. Um, it's called Design Desirability. You know, being able to learn self-acceptance and also what to depend on others for desirability. Because there's a misconception about what desire and desirability. So we're going to break that um, there's a lot of trauma bonding going on. We're talking about narcissism, um, you know, attracting the right, wrong people all the time, you know, having painful patterns following you up all the time. So we get to understand what hormones on the inside are actually astray that are making you trauma bonded to people all the time. So I help women heal from the inside so that they can be able to create deeper connections with the people they are with, both at work and intimately. So that's, that's the upcoming event, um, 25th of March. I hope to see every woman there who is healing, who wants to embody um, a femininity. I also organize retreats, healing retreats. I believe rest has a lot to do with restoration. A majority of us go for holidays and we misunderstand it. You go on holiday and you torture the body that you've gone to rest. So I have chosen to create restoration, restorative retreats, where even as you work so hard, you need to understand that you cannot rest if you don't create reflection and restoration. So at my retreats, the body gets to be treated well. Um, you get to uh, release and heal tension. So I also organize um, quarterly retreats. Um, if you come to my page, Wellness Together on Instagram, you'll be able to learn more about these. I also organize programs, um, coaching programs. <coughs> you want to start your wellness journey. You don't know where to start from. You want a structure. You don't want a diet plan, but you want a lifestyle change. I get to coach you into how you can do that as a woman. 
Amazing. My, my goodness. Um, thank you so much, Doreen, for being here today. Just being around you and your presence is so, so empowering and uplifting. Um, but before we end this episode, we're going to award you with an overreact billboard, okay? Mm-hmm. It's going to be somewhere out here in these streets. And I want you to complete this sentence. Entrepreneurship is? Entrepreneurship is empowering for women. absolutely love that thank you so much for overreacting with us it has been a pleasure learning about your journey learning we've definitely learned something and i'm sure all the overreactors are going to be playing this back again to take some more notes so um again once again i just want to say you've been listening to the overreact podcast a space where we can openly ask (coughs) the tough questions and have had conversations to trigger change a special thanks to kofisi nine where this recording took place if you're a content creator this is the spot for you to come get creative do check them out you can listen to this episode and more and digitally you can connect with us on soundcloud on capital fm uh, kenya page also follow us on sister speaks global podcast pages on apple spotify google and anchor we hope to see you next monday at 10 30 p.m on capital fm eat Connect with us at SisterSpeaks254 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also follow us at Overreact Podcast on Instagram. You've been listening to your host. I'm your girl, Angela Wamboy. And always remember to tap in to your inner superpower, which is your femininity. And it's your girl, Monica Mohoya. Remember, femininity is your superpower. And it's your girl, Lash Angela. And I think just find a way to connect with your womb so you can listen to the messages it's telling you internally rather than listening to the messages externally. Ladies, let's overreact. overreact.